Good evening, and welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the 29th Sunday of Ordinary Time. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and those are, who are returning home to our parish community. For those who wish to continue physical distancing, you may be seated in the designated area in the church where the pews are marked with ribbons. Assisting us today as our electors are Bernie and Joanne. Our altar server is Paul. We have Deacon Frank and Father Michael, and I am your cantor, Serena. Let us all stand, if you are able, for the entrance processional and join in our opening hymn, number 559. Come, Holy Ghost, Creator, bless, and in our hearts take up thy rest. Come with thy grace and heavenly aid to fill our hearts which thou hast made. Thou hast 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And with your spirit. And good evening, everyone. So we're gathering on the 20th Sunday, 29th Sunday of Ordinary Time, but throughout the Diocese of Pittsburgh and actually throughout areas of the world over the last weekend and this weekend, there's uh, really a calling on the Holy Spirit, um, and we're doing a vote of mass for the Holy Spirit. And I'll explain that a bit more during the homily time, but basically this is the opening and the preparation for what will culminate uh, actually in Rome with the Synod of Bishops in 2023. And so as we gather, we do know how important it is to call upon the Spirit of God in every time and in every place as we continue to do our best to understand, to listen, and to follow in the ways of the Lord. Lord Jesus, you call the contrite of heart, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, send your spirit to heal our wounds and our suffering. Christ have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord Jesus, you sit at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Gloria, Gloria, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people, to people of goodwill. Gloria, Gloria, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people, to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you.
Let us pray. O God, who have taught the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant that in the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in His consolation. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Let us be seated and attentive to God's Word. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord was pleased to crush him in infirmity. If he gives his life as an offering for sin, he shall see his descendants in a long life, and the will of the Lord shall be accomplished through him. Because of his affliction, He shall see the light in the fullness of days. Through the suffering, my servant shall justify many, and their guilt he shall bear. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has similarly been tested in every way yet without sin. So let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace for timely help. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. James and John, the son of Zebedee, 
came to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. He replied, What do you wish me to do for you? They answered him, Grant that in your glory we may sit one at your right and the other at the left. Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism in which I baptized? They said to him, We can. Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right or my left is not mine to give, but for those whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at James and John. And Jesus summoned them and said to them, You know those who are recognized as rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones make it authority over them. It felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you will be the slave of all. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Boy, do we need the Spirit now. Vene Sancti Spiritus, come Holy Spirit. We especially need the Spirit if we are to follow as the Lord's disciples and hear the words that Jesus speaks into today's gospel where he says, it shall not be so among you. As he speaks about how the Gentiles have used their authority and lorded it over and made their greatness felt. We need the Holy Spirit now more than ever for so many reasons. And if I could speak about not only the universal church, but a a bit about the more local church, the Diocese of Pittsburgh and um, Mary Queen of Peace Parish even, you know, it's, it's sometimes even hard as we've been going through this whole on mission process just to talk to one another, <laughs> listen to one another. Um, uh, you know, and again, I, I don't mean this in any way insultingly, but how many people from St. Mary the Mount have worshipped here? How many people from St. Adelbert have worshipped at St. Mary the Mount? And yet, we're together now as of January 20. 21. So we're in the first year. And again, I don't, I don't say that insultingly at all. I'm just stating it to talk about the reality in which we live in, right? It is incredibly challenging and hard to listen to one another and to come together in some sense of unity. And yet we know that's what the Spirit of God does, 
That's who the Spirit of God is. That's what this Holy Spirit does in our midst. And remember, too, we are Mary, Queen of Peace Parish, right? And so remember, Mary, the reason why we celebrate her is because, first of all, she was open to the Spirit, right? When the angel came to her and said, you know, blessed are you, you know, um, for the fruit of your... Wait. I'm, I'm getting those confused with Elizabeth and the angel. When she basically said, you're going to give birth to the Savior. And she said, let it be done to me. Her openness to the grace, the power, the working of the Spirit to bring about in her midst and ours the initiation and the beginning of the kingdom of God that we know is truly present now. The Spirit of God, the Spirit that is the Spirit of the Advocate the one who journeys next to or accompanies and is with us, the, the, the spirit of truth, the spirit that helps to bring about that which is one. We know that's what the spirit does, and yet we know how hard it is, which is why I say, boy, do we need the spirit. Now, put you know, in that same context, not only the struggle of what it means to come together with On Mission for Church Alive, put in that the political climate in which we live, right, where people can't seem to talk across the aisle from one another, put in that context too um, the situation of, uh, let's just call it abuse, right, and particularly right now I'm talking about the abuse of power that has happened within our lives within the church. Uh, some of us have been emotionally, physically abused ourselves, right? So, so, so what that does to us in the context of an understanding of relationships and power, put in that as well the context of our sinfulness and our brokenness and our egos and this thing that's in the core of each one of us as human beings, this struggle for power <laughs> that happens. And so we know how challenging and how dangerous it is to really try to come together to listen to one another and to listen to the Spirit of God. Mark's Gospel, we're finally hearing the result of the third passion prediction. You know that now over the last several weeks, Actually, we've gone through eight, nine, and ten chapters of Mark. We've been journeying with the Jesus that Mark has helped us understand and proclaim all during this year. We've heard now two and now hear the third passion prediction. And the pattern of the passion predictions in Mark are all the same. Jesus says, I'm going to suffer. Well, we something like this. He basically says, this is the Paschal mystery. I'm going to suffer. I'm going to die. I'm going to rise. And so he proclaims it. The disciples have great misunderstanding of it. And then he tries to instruct them to understand it a bit more deeply. That's the pattern in each time we've heard it. The first one, if you recall, he said, he said I'm going to suffer. I'm going to die. I'm going to rise on the third day. Peter takes him aside and says, surely not. So God has, or Jesus has to say, you're thinking as humans think, not as God thinks, get behind me. Second passion prediction happened. And after he did so, they were walking along and all the apostles were actually talking and they got into the house and Jesus said, what are you talking about? And he said, they were talking about which of them was the greatest. 
passion prediction, great misunderstanding, actually going totally the opposite direction when Jesus is talking about his self-giving and they're talking about who's greatest, right? And so then he goes on to try to instruct them again what this is really all about. And so he says the first will be last and he brings a child into their midst, that relational aid, the, 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 the image of, of all who are marginalized and said, unless you accept a child, Right? And when you accept a child, you accept me. And now, finally, we have the third of the passion predictions. And in the third passion prediction, which actually we didn't hear, it happened in the verses right before this. By the way, if I'd have read this, I'd have probably put those verses in there, right? right. So, so, but I didn't tell Deacon Frank to do that. I apologize, Deacon Frank. Um, so, so, but that was the third passion prediction. And now you have James and John. They get the honor this time of being the doofuses, right? Where they grossly misunderstand what Jesus is talking about. And they want to know as they're ready to enter Jerusalem on this journey, can they sit at his right and his left? Now, brothers and sisters, remember, Remember, there, there are the disciples and the apostles, and of the apostles, Jesus has actually some very special connections and relationships with a few of them. And those people are Peter, James, and John. These are the people that he's closest to among his disciples and apostles. And these are the ones even they can't get it. You following? You know, you almost want to, you know, what's the S-M-H, right? Jesus just shaking my head with, you got to be kidding me, the passion prediction, and now you're talking about sitting at the right and at the left. And so once again, he tries to instruct them and says, if you're going to have authority, Jesus is not saying authority is a bad thing. If you're going to have authority and you're going to live and carry that, make sure it's a relational authority. Make sure that as you don't exercise it, so it's like lording over or that is, you're making that felt by others, that shall not be so with you. You must use any sort of authority, any sort of power and love for others, for service to be the servant and the slave of others. Such challenging words. But brothers and sisters, so it has been and so it always probably shall be, which is why we need the Spirit of God, which is why we need to do our best to open ourselves to the Spirit that helps us understand more fully, truly listen, understand and live. So today in the Diocese of Pittsburgh, again, last weekend and this weekend throughout the world, they're kicking off something that is supposed to be about the church listening. It's actually going to be culminating again in 2023 in what's called a synod, which is a gathering of bishops almost always to talk about a particular subject and usually to make reflection on that to try to adapt and adopt to what's happening in current climate and, and, and time and culture to what the teaching of the church is. And so there's going to be a synod that happens in 2023. And from now until then, what is being kicked off is supposed to be listening and journeying together listening 
and journeying together as church. Now, two things about that that are really important. First of all, in order to understand what is being talked about, and the word you're going to start hearing is synod or synodality or a synodal church, right? Which is something that most of us don't even, even priests, right? We don't even know about or hear about too much. But, so, so, but, but in order to understand what this is, there's two really important things. First of all, you have to know that really this was re, uh, not, it re-emerged really with the Second Vatican Council, right? And in the Second Vatican Council, there was many things that happened in the Second Vatican Council. But the Second Vatican Council really transformed an understanding of who we are as church. And it was a radical council, which means it got as best they could to the roots of who we are supposed to be, what our mission is as church that goes back to scripture and back to not just the many history or years of the church as it developed, but really that early church and the early church communities within that first century. So they were trying to get back to the roots of who they were. And this is what John the 23rd, now St. John the 23rd did, right? This is, this is kind of, this is the image of what he described, right? He's like... Right? He said, you know, the air in the church is a bit stale. <laughs> right? We need to open a window to let fresh air in. Think about the smell of some of our basements, right? <laughs> right? right? Open up a window and let some fresh air in. Now, and it's not that the teaching of the church or even the doctrine of the church is not something that we, we hold true and fast to. That's not what it's about at all. It's just that as we as human beings, because we're so broken and because of our sinfulness and because it's so hard to listen to one another and to listen to the Holy Spirit, we always develop and gather this cultural and this historical baggage as church. And we need to somehow get rid of some of that so that we can take what it is that is the mission of Jesus Christ and bring it into dialogue with what's needed most today and try to bring those two together. That's what Second Vatican Council was trying to do. And the whole movement could be described as synodal or listening, or trying to journey together. And there was profound things that happened at the Second Vatican Council, like when all of those crazy bishops from all over the world got together, instead of them sitting together as like all the German bishops, and all the United States bishops, and all the Canadian bishops, and all the French bishops, and all the Japanese bishops, instead of sitting like in regions, Pope John XXIII had them all mixed up. And so, you know, the, the bishop from Ethiopia sitting next to the bishop from Germany sitting next to the bishop from Canada, right? And so you can start to see that what would happen in those situations is there is more of a, oh my, you're doing that in church? That's what church is like in your experience in the church of Africa? Well, this is what the church in the United States is like. This is what the church in France is like, you know? And so it, there was this conversation that started happening that really helped fresh air come into the life of the church. First important thing. Second important thing, as we're kicking off this process, and there'll be probably more details from the diocese and from us forthcoming. Um, specifics, I guess you could say. Uh, the other important thing about this is, I believe Pope Francis um, at this time is not just trying to get a gathering of bishops together. He's asking the entire church 
not just the bishops, everybody, the entire church, to think about who we are and what we're called to be. When he talks about the church as journeying together and as a synodal church, he's really challenging us to see if we can do this, to see if we can live this, to see if we can listen to the Lord saying to us, I'm going to die, rise on the third day, and really understand that we're part of that Paschal mystery and that mission of Jesus Christ. He's asking us if we can listen to one another. And he's particularly asking us if we can listen to the marginalized, if we can listen to those who've left church because it wasn't relevant for them or because they were abused by authority or what else, right? He's asking us to see if we can listen and to bring into dialogue who we've been as church and what we're called to be as church. Sorry, that was a whole lot. Boy, do we need the Spirit. Boy, do we need the Spirit. To be able to listen with an open heart, without judgment, to be able to speak as best we can that which is most deep in our heart and is most authentic to what we hold and believe, and to try to bring those two together, speaking from our hearts in truth, in authenticity, in charity, listening from our hearts in openness. And if we can do that, the Spirit of God is truly, certainly to be present. And yet, it's so hard. Come, Holy Spirit. We stand before you, Holy Spirit, we gather together in your name, with you alone to guide us, make yourself at home in our hearts. Teach us the way we must go and how we are to pursue it. We are weak and sinful. Do not let us promote disorder. Do not let arrogance, do not let ignorance lead us down the wrong path nor partial, in, partial influence our actions. Let us find in you our unity so that we will journey together to eternal life and not stray from the way of truth and what is right. All this we ask you who are at work in every place and time in the communion of the Father and the Son forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Together, let us stand as God's people and profess one faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from God, begotten not man, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things are made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified on Pontius Pilate. He suffered death in his burial and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, 
and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and his Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and absolute church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of them and the life of the world to come. Amen. Trusting the power of Spirit of God alive within us, the body of Christ, we bring these needs, these prayers of petition. Our response this evening is, hear us, O Lord. For true dialogue in the church and in society, sought through a path of perseverance, patience, and mutual understanding, we pray, hear us, O Lord. For the exercise of authority and participation in the people of God, that the synodal roots of the church will bear fruit in new ways at all levels of the body of Christ, we pray. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers, we pray. For our discernment to be led by the Holy Spirit, that all decisions made on a synodal path may be discerned through the consensus that flows from our common obedience to the Holy Spirit, we pray. We go forth for a spirituality of journeying together, that we may be formed as as disciples of Christ, as families, as communities, and as human beings through our experience of the synodal journey, we pray. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Joanne Roberts Britton, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. We remember today Tony and Diane Roach as they celebrate their 35th wedding anniversary. We pray. We also pray for those intentions that we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. And for an increase in vocations to the priesthood, the diaconate, and the religious life. We pray. And gathering our prayers together, let us now pray our prayer of unity. Together, we raise our voices to Mary, Queen of Peace, our Mother, and your most glorious Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in the spirit and living our covenant. Amen. Please join us in singing number 553, O Spirit, All Embracing.
Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and of all hosts of the church. May the fire of the Spirit, O Lord, sanctify the sacrificial gifts offered in your sight, just as it kindled the hearts of the disciples of your Son, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty, our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you bestow gifts suited to every season, and you guide and govern your church in wonderful ways. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you come unfailingly to our aid, so that with a heart always subject to you, we will never fail to seek your help in time of trouble, nor give you thanks in time of joy through Christ. And so, in the company of the choirs of angels, we praise you as with joy we acclaim.
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, sending down your Spirit upon them like dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith When we Therefore, we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection. We offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks you've held us worthy to be in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly we pray, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, which is spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, David, our bishop, all the clergy, all who serve and lead your people. Remember also all of our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of resurrection, all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. And have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Saint Joseph, her blessed spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, to praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. 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 At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, deliver us from every evil, we pray. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For, For the, the kingdom, kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours. You said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sin, but the faith of your church. Grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other some sign of Christ's peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I'm not worthy, you should under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Thank you. 
Please join us in our communion hymn, Open My Eyes, number 651. Just a few announcements this evening. Beginning in November, the first Sunday of the month, we will have benediction and adoration of the Blessed Sacrament on the first Sunday of each month, and they will alternate between St. Mary of the Mount Church and St. Adalbert's. This will be an in-person and will also be live-streamed. See today's bulletin for additional details. If anyone would be interested in serving on the parish Pastoral Council, there is an information in today's bulletin regarding in-person and virtual discernment sessions. And also, we are proud, 
proud to announce that the parish has Howard hired a parish engagement direct director. Her name is Megan Corder, and in today's bulletin you can read a brief bio and see what Megan's plans are for this new position. Thank you. Together let us please stand and let us pray. May the gifts we have consumed benefit us, O Lord, that we will always be aflame with the same Spirit who you wondrously poured out upon the first apostles, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your Spirit. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Glorify the Lord with the help of the Holy Spirit by your life. Thanks be to God. Please join us in our closing song, number 764, Lord Whose who's Love in Humble Service, and we will be singing verses 1 and 4. Lord Children.